Isn't it good to like work all day and then come to church? There's something about that. It's like I still got that to do yet today. There's something beautiful about like, you know, you stopped work at uh, like uh, 6.59 and then you go to church. (laughs) It's great. Okay, so we're excited just uh, when we come and gather together. And this week is a week that's leading up. It's a a week of prayer. Um, We're thinking of of harvest, um, of summer harvest, of future harvest. Um, But maybe I'll just share a little bit first, and then we'll speak speak about this. Because it's John chapter 4, but... I don't want to speak about the meat of it. I want to speak about the bookends of John chapter 4. And um, I guess if Christ Christ is interested in weak people, so that means he wants to include everybody. He wasn't interested in strong people or gifted people. He was interested in available people. And... John chapter 4, verse 1, we can start there. Um, this is, you know, in, when Christ goes to Samaria, the woman at the well. I don't really want to speak about that, but I want to speak about the first few verses and some towards the end. It says, uh, when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus uh, made and baptized more disciples than John. Okay, this is in... In Judea, uh, Jesus is making a name for himself. The Pharisees are being intimidated. Um, there's like a, there's a, a like a, something stirred up in Jerusalem because of what Jesus Christ is doing, and maybe uh, jealousy. Uh, maybe they feel like you know their their lives are infringed upon, and Jesus doesn't like make. Judea or Jerusalem like perfect. Okay? He's gonna he has he has a mission. And this is sometimes sometimes important in our concept of going is like uh things aren't always like perfect before I go. Okay, whatever that means to you in my life, in my the you know, the the way I think about myself or the you know, my finances or, you know, who I'm, it's not always perfect. Perfection doesn't qualify us or imperfection doesn't disqualify us from the plan of God. Okay, so, uh, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, okay, a little side note. But he left Judea. Wow. He left Judea. It wasn't all perfect. He left there and departed to Galilee. Well, he's going to go north, but he's making a side trip. And this is in his humanity. Because we're going to see later he was, he was hungry, he was thirsty, he was wearied in the way that he went. And it says this in verse 4. It's necessary, or I must needs, go to Samaria. And this isn't like, 
It's not like he knew he was going to meet a lady at a well, and it's not like he knew he was going to prophesy over life, tell her about her husbands and how many she had, you know, talk about five and six men that she had. And it's not like he knew all of that. It's like he had to go. You know, he didn't know how God, who, who he would meet. He didn't know uh, what he would say, what would come out of his mouth. This is the beauty of, like you could say, Going, um, and I, 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 let me back step. Like you say, like how do I like go, or how do I participate, or why is this important? Let's just put abbreviate some brackets around and just forget about what I was saying. Just think about this, like, um, I start to. Rehearse what I believe. I speak to myself about my identity. You know, I, I practice that. We practice that. Think of Christ. It's just like God unconditionally loves me. I use the blood to cleanse my conscience so I can serve the living God. I believe the blood of Jesus Christ has taken away the blood of Jesus Christ. The work of Jesus Christ has taken away my sins. I believe there's a resurrection which speaks of an abundant life, a much more life. And we start to practice these little, these, these big truths in very small ways, in secret ways in our life. And this is how we, like, prepare ourselves. We say little prayers. We, we cry out for wisdom. We make little sacrifices. And that's how we, like, in the book of Ezekiel, you know, we, we graduate from just walking the water in our ankles to our knees to our waist and where the spirit, where we start to swim and the spirit carries us. Like this is, this is what we're all doing. This is how it happens. So that I have a word. I have a testimony of something in my life. When I speak about the blood, it's like I really do use it in my life. You know, I'm not just a church goer, but I'm a believer. So, you know, this is, this is how we, this is how we prepare ourselves and, and we challenge ourselves like, God, could you use me? And this is what we do. And we see here, Jesus Christ, like, like he said, I, I must go. And like it, it doesn't have to be so big of a pull. I, 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 I like I have to go to Samaria. I don't know why. It's not subjective. It's just like, hey, I want to be with that team. I want to participate in that. 
You know, it's not, it's not this, you know, I, you know, I must needs go to, you know, North Korea. It's like, I want to be, I want to see God do something in my life. I must needs see God do something in my life, if we want to speak King James. That's the way we think. And he, then he come to the city of Samaria Look, then he's going to go. He, he, he came to this of a, a, a city in Samaria, uh, Sychar. So he he went to a city and it had like historical meaning, and it was it was a city. And he was there, and he was tired, and he was thirsty, and he sat down. And to the surprise of him, through trusting, his ministry in Samaria started wasn't planned out when he's leaving Judea. He just knew he had to go. He knew there was something there for him. And this is us. It's this is how the big things happen in ministry. And then verse 27, this is after everything that happened. Then his disciples like caught up to him. And, you know, he like, you know, in in Jewish in, in Jewish Samaria relationships, uh, they shouldn't have been together. This is you know, this is a no, no. And his disciples, like when they came there, look what happens. They marveled. Their mouths were shut. They didn't say anything. They saw that uh, like. Something had happened at this spot where Jesus Christ went. There was nothing to talk about it like naturally, evaluate it naturally. Something greater than the natural happened. And they were marveling at this this atmosphere. This is a big deal. Something happened in a lady's heart, and they could probably sense the atmosphere. They could... They could sense the light and the glory of God in this location. This is, this is like you could say ministry, missions. And these other people, these disciples, they, they saw Christ, you know, in this, and they, they were changed. They had a testimony in their heart because of what they saw. I, I must need. And this is what happens when we go. Our lives get changed and the people around us get changed. This is, this is really our, our desire. And I, when I say that, I think of corporate. I really mean that. Like, like, we all can like like think about me swimming this summer, you know, and not just being in my ankles. And we we can really believe that there's going to be a must need in my life, you know, maybe small for somebody else, but for you, it's a giant step of faith, and you have to do it. It may be passing out a track. It may going, be going with somebody. It may be a sacrifice. 
And it's, it's a corporate event. As we learned yesterday, Pastor Belly shared an amazing message in our, but our covering, our covering, our spiritual weapons are corporate. You're part of my weapon. It's a corporate, it's a corporate warfare. And, and it's, it's a corporate ministry. And I'm saying that is like, we're praying this like this week, and I believe we're going to be praying like on through the summer about like God's plan, not just for this summer, but for one, two, five, ten years down the road. Think like that. Where I could be, where I must need go, what God could do in my life. How I could be at the well and people could marvel at the glory of the situation that just happened. And the whole natural world is turned upside down because I went there. And everybody's perspective has changed. Because God used my mouth to speak to someone. So, you know, this is, this is what we're praying for. We're not praying for, uh, you know, something that is like, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a just a, a flame and then it goes out. We're thinking, you know, like God is moving in our hearts about who he is calling me to be in the call of God. We have like a long-sighted vision, you know, my, my family, me personally, you know, where, how, how should I live? I'm sanctifying myself tomorrow for 10 years down the road. We're thinking like this. And we're thinking about missions um, uh, near and far. This summer we'll have a summer harvest. Uh, like, like we'll have the summer live, you know, in Baltimore again. You know, we can expand that. We can make that bigger. We can make that, you know, year round. Um, we can visit the surrounding churches around us. We can do, you know, evan- evangelistic events to these places. We can do concerts. We can go. We can get in cars. We get in, in vans. We can get in buses. Okay. We can go on trains. We can go on airplanes. We can go on ships. We can go on boats. You know, we don't know where God's going to take us. And so that's what, that's what we're praying about. Uh, this summer, you know, and Sunday night, it's really the beginning. You know, it's, it's not just, you know, a flash in the pan and it's over and, and whoever jumped on the boat that night. It, we, we don't want it like that. We want this to be an atmosphere in our church that we're, we're thinking about this together. Okay, you know, we're going to go to, you know, we're thinking of countries in Africa. You know, the Republic of Congo, Angola, you know, like these, these places that we're not yet. Okay. Um, in South America, we're thinking of Bolivia and, you know, and, and Panama. Okay. Going back to Latvia, going back to Scotland. Okay. We're thinking a lot about Southeast Asia. Okay. The trip's going to Laos. Okay. Uh, this summer. Um, Malaysia is on our hearts. We're doing things in, you know, in, uh, in the Philippines. It's, you know, we're, we're thinking about these places. So, um, we're getting ready for Eurocon. I think 
Steve Diamond, is he here? He's going to Finland. He's going to Finland. Um, and then you're going to go to Eurocon, right, Steve? And then what? It's stay in Finland. Okay. Did you hear that? He's going to go and stay in Finland. Okay. He's going to minister there in Finland. Great. Um, anybody, Pastor Belly leaves, uh, I believe Saturday, he goes to, uh, southern France and then he goes over to the continent of Africa after that. Um, any of us are going to Eurocon. And we're gathering together with the churches. Um, and this summer, also in the United States, uh, uh, the Fed Hill Church, I know, is going to Idaho. Um, we're going to South Dakota again. And we're also praying. You know, we have churches in the U.S. Uh, we have churches around the world that maybe, maybe we have a gift to take to them. Maybe they have a need. And some, somehow we meet in between. Maybe we go and visit them and encourage them and, and we just, we fall in love with a new body, a new church. And we, we get new friends and we minister somewhere where, where we've never been. Our gifts can be used this summer. I guess that's, that's what I'm saying and that's what we're praying about. So, um, and we don't, don't want to like surprise you like Sunday night and say, Hey, what do you want to do in the summer? You know, make a decision tonight. You've got to. It's, it's like prayerfully we're, we're entering into this. Remember, we said the, you know, the 10 year plan. You know, we have a vision. I don't know if I finished like talking about this. Did I talk about verse 27? Oh yeah, they marveled. Why talk to you? And then, and then, you know what? It's like everything is upside down now. And they're, they're asking Christ, like, don't you want to eat? You know, aren't you hungry? It's like, no. No, no, no. My meat is to do the will of God. It's, it's like he's feasting. He's feasting off of something. This isn't, this isn't for, this is for us. My meat is to do the will of God. So I guess that's, you know, that's, that's missions. Follow somebody. Get on somebody's coattail. Say hi to somebody. Say, hey, I want to be with you this summer. Say, hey, I want to go somewhere. You know, talk to Pastor Belly. Talk to Pastor Ronaldo. Go to the missions office. Talk to Pastor Schaller. Talk to somebody you know that has a ministry. Maybe, you know, Bob Colban in the city. You know, uh, maybe you don't want to say, Pastor Barry, I want to help you in the school this summer. Is there anything I can do? I want to, I want to minister, you know, whatever. Like this is, this is the way we're thinking. And you know, you know what happens? You feel like clean after. You feel like you've lived in the light. You've got an experience in your heart that's straight from heaven. And nobody can ever take that experience away from you. And this is, these, these are the things that happen and, uh, uh, there's no, there's no like reason or barrier that none of us cannot be a part of this. You know, and like say in your heart, let me be a part of it somehow. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
Yeah, good words. So this week um, we do have prayer times, and then Sunday night is like a missions night in here. And uh, we'll, we're we're thinking and praying, as Pastor Gary said, about the summer, and also the next really, you know, guidance in and for greater grace uh, for the next ten years and see what God will do. But it's not by by might or power that we muster up, but it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. Uh, so let's just take a few moments and just with your neighbor, have a few prayers for uh, this coming summer. And also Yurikon, the spring, and just uh, bring it before the Lord. Uh, or you can sit there quietly or... Just be, just uh, bring it before the Lord, you know, this uh, time and mission that we have. I, I have a prayer, prayer request, because I, I, I feel the Holy Spirit is saying this phrase, refuge of lies, refuge of lies, so... I'm going to share on that, but would you pray with me that that people that they hide, they take refuge in lies, like they hide in a false world, they hide in a in a false understanding, they they hide in in their in their the fabricated world of selfish lies arrogance and so on so that little phrase i don't know if it fits for you uh for me it does i i i want you to meditate on it and think about it and pray with me that people us christians we the christians we would not hide and take refuge in lies Okay, what a message that is. That's a good one. We'll we'll look at that in a few minutes. All right, so how could the spotlight go on? How could uh, the truth be revealed? How could the revelation hit me and just affect me deeply? How could I be humbled before God, the living God, the holy God, how could my I wake up out of my sleep or slumber and I realize that I've been hiding in a lie and I repent and I come before you, God. Your light is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. Okay, so that's a prayer and I will preach on it in a few minutes. So would you pray with me for that? Like, it's just Lord Jesus in our world, in our world, we're experts in hiding and having refuge in, in lies. And our joy is stolen. Our freedom is stolen. We're idolaters. We're hiding in a lie. Lord, wake us up. Send us. Help us. Lead us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.
Would you just say amen with your neighbor and give him a good shake? And just give it, give it to him. Love him up. Love him up. Hallelujah. We want to welcome Katie Rodriguez, I think, right? Where is Katie? Where is Katie? Oh, okay. There you are. Uh, we're so happy to have her here, her with us. She flew out to be with us and I'm planning on moving back out here to be with us. And we're so happy about that. <clears throat> also, uh, I heard, I just heard through the grapevine, Dr. Lewis is sick and hospitalized, so let's have a prayer for him right now. <clears throat> Lord, we pray for Dr. Lewis and have mercy and grace upon him tonight and do your work in his life. Thank you for him. Bless him. Bless him. Heal him. Bless him. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, um, what else? Okay, let's turn to the verse, Isaiah. Um, Psalm 119. Are you guys good? You don't want to stand up. Now, not Wednesday night. Don't even think about it. I've been working all day, and I'm, I'm ready to roll, and I'm just happy to be here as a survivor. Filled with the Spirit. and Okay, Psalm 119.105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. So here's a sketch. There's you. And here's a lamp. You put a flame there inside. It's not so good, but there it is. Okay, here's another picture. This is the one I like. Long pole and a lamp like this. And he's walking with the lamp. What's the difference between the two pictures? Besides that they are they are excellent drawings. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah, when I, I'm stationary, I'm stationary, and the word is there with me. But but it's 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 there. That's all. I'm not. But when it's on its pole, yeah, I'm I'm going somewhere. Wherever I go, with that lamp, what happens? I can see wherever I go. I can be a hundred miles from the other one, but this one is the one that's giving me light wherever I go. Is it true? Yeah. Wherever you go. You have light from God. Isn't that beautiful? It's good. It's a great picture. These are for sale afterwards. (laughs) Put it on your T-shirt. Evangelize with a picture. (laughs) Ah, hallelujah. Okay, closing, closing. Isaiah 28. Uh, No. Revelation 20 before Revelation chapter 20. Thanks, Pastor Gary, for that word. Perio, would you stand up for a second? Perio, I want to stand up. I mean, stand up. Oh, you are standing. Oh, okay. 
Okay, so uh, she's the key in the missions department. Yeah, she is. She's a key. She does a great job. Great job. So, wow. Revelation chapter 20. I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. No place for heaven and earth. Talk about global warming. My, my, my. It's over. It's over. There's no place for them. Heaven and earth. It's over. Isn't that amazing? And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things. Which were there was no refuge, there was no hiding place, there was no place for them to go. There was, there was no refuge. It's just truth, truth with God. That was what is happening here. So that's the shocking reality of the white throne judgment. Now we we are we are we are working at it in our hearts to walk in the truth and grace. And by the way, well, let's go to Isaiah twenty-eight and read about Christ. For when Christ came into the world, we see here in chapter twenty-eight, verse sixteen. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone. And that's the, the stone, you know, they're the size of a bus. They're 300-ton stones in the temple, in the wall, the wailing wall down below. We were there. We went down the stairs, and you could stand before a stone the size of this whole wall, you know, and it's huge uh, engineering feet to move them and use them, and then, the, then to test it, try it, to see if there is a fissure in it, if it's cracked. If something could could break it, and Jesus is this stone that was tried, it was hammered on, it was tested. He was tested by God, the Father. He was tried, found true, no sin, no compromise, no. You no know, fooling around, the reality, God's reality, holiness, God's truth. This is Christ. And he came into this world uh, for this, and he is a precious stone. A sure foundation, he that believes shall not make haste. Meaning, um, he, he is not in a hurry. 
He is not under pressure. He, he is not driven. He is not circumstantially orientated. He is oriented. He is, he is uh, believing, resting, trusting. He is resting in that reality, the stone. And he has become a living stone. And he is built on that stone. And they go together, the, the Christ and us. We are built on this. So verse 17. Judgment also will I lay to the line. And righteousness to the plummet. I think I have one of those plummets over here. Disappearing behind the wall. Pay no attention to the man behind the wall, Wizard of Oz. Okay, this is the plummet line, okay? You know, it tells the truth, right? Vertical line, you know, the story we've done before. Like truth, this is God bringing your life, my life before that truth. And there's no hiding place. If we are wrong, there's no refuge of lies. Like you could have a, have a, a wall built like this and say, oh, it's, it's straight. And your son puts a plumber like that. No, dad. Hey, put that thing away. It's straight. Put that thing away. It's straight. The line, that wall is vertical. No, dad. Look at, look at, it's obvious. No, put that, put that away. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know that. Look at the verse with me, verse 17. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies. That's the phrase. And the waters shall overflow the hiding place. Now, refuge of lies. Well, think about it. My bank, I have X number of dollars in the bank, and the bank says, no, you don't. I say, yes, I do. The bank says, no, you don't. Who's, who's like, what's going on? Go to the doctor. Sorry, we got bad news for you. No, you don't. No, you don't. I don't ever want to see you again. And you go leave the hospital. Leave the dog. I don't want to see you again. That's how people are. They don't want, they don't want to know. They hide. They hide from reality. The counselor says, you're the problem, not your wife. You are the problem. No, I'm not. I'm never going to go to that counselor again. I'm not going. They don't tell me what I want to hear. They don't tell me what I want to hear. I'm not going to that church. They're going to be telling me something I don't, I don't really want to hear. So that's how it is. So that's the message. Isn't that edifying for you tonight? <laughs> Not really. Not really. All right. <laughs> Have Marion's at halfway. Message is halfway. That's true. Okay, go back to the verse here, verse 17. The hail shall sweep away. There's something that's going to sweep away our refuge of lies. And it could be hail. It could be um, 
uh, some report. It could be some broken heart. It could be broken relationship. You can fill in. You following what I'm saying? It's very general what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm, the, the main point here is we need help. And the sooner I can get it, the better I can line myself up with this, whatever it is that the Lord is saying, right? Now, I want to say something about this. This isn't only truth, but this is also grace. This line is also grace. That's truth. Truth and grace, they go together. You know, truth without grace isn't God. Truth and grace, that's God. Jesus Christ came. The law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now, this world is a world of ungrace. Let's write that down. Um, it's a world of ungrace. People get, well, look at the news. Every night it makes me sick. It really does. I, I was so angry, so sad. Not angry. I was sad last night. I watched it for half an hour. And I just went to my room. My wife said, where are you going? I'm going, never mind. I'm like sick. I'm so sick of the hardness, the coldness, the legal battles, the judgments, the honoring, honoring ungodliness, the lies, the refuge of lies, the way people live, the way they talk, the way they treat each other. It's a world of ungrace. It's a world of cancel and hatred. It's where I can't even believe it. That, but then I come and be with you and I go, wow, I, I, th- this is a place of grace. Soon we're going to be at Uricon in Budapest and about a thousand people will gather together from maybe 40 or 50 countries and we'll, and we'll celebrate grace. We'll celebrate God and the spirit of grace. You love me? You love me? Are you kidding me? You love me? You love me? You forgive me? You know me? You care about me? Are you kidding me? Yes, I love you. Yes, you're my brother. Yes, I'm not, I'm just, we're not talking like that really, but the whole thing is, is that when Jesus is in our life, we are drawn to him and, and the love makes us open to the truth. I want my refuge in you, Jesus. It's like a newborn. I read today that a newborn baby, their first day alive, they are more alert than they will be in the following weeks. Because when they are first born, it's kind of their antenna, so to speak, and they get bonding. They need to bond with somebody. They've been wrapped up in a womb like this, right? They've been tight in there. And when they come out, they come out for a connection. They're looking for bonding. They want to know who is their mother. And if their mother isn't there, it'll be the whoever picks them up. And they're like wired for it. They're wired for connection. 
They want to know. They, they want to be connected. It's like a newborn Christian. When we are newly born, we become awake to God. I want to be bound to God. I want to know God. I want God to tell me the truth. I don't want to be fooled by a lie. I don't want to be misled. I don't want to be lied to. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be wrong in the end, wrong in the deepest part of my spirit. I want the truth of Christ in me. And Jesus said, you will know it and it'll set you free. And you'll be free indeed. You'll know it and you're not going to hide in any lie. But I'm sorry to say our culture is filled with lies and ungrace. This is, this is ungrace and lies. And what does the Lord say? This is a closing. In the caves and the dens of the earth, what happens when your hiding place is in the earth, in a den or a cave? What happens to that hiding place when water covers the earth? What happens when water covers the earth? Yeah, there's no hiding place. There's no hiding place in the earth. When the water covers the mountains and your hiding place is there, there's no hiding place. There's no hiding place. There's no refuge of lies. That's why our general philosophy as born-again Christians is an openness to the truth. And please, I love it. I want it. That's the spirit of the believer. That's why you're here tonight, because we kind of have this little picture kind of is our way of life. Like, be a lamp for my feet. And then wherever I'm going with your light, the light, be, be my refuge. My, my place where I find reality. I find God. I find joy. I find peace. And there's a lot of grace in that light. A lot of grace. Meaning, I love you. God is saying, I love you. I love you. But here's a warning for all of us, I think. It's pride. I can do it on my own. It's a lie. I can live my life good. I can be good. I can live a good life. It's a lie. Take your refuge in the lie. When the waters come, when the hail comes, that'll be one hit. And then look at the verse that says, and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. You'll come crying and coming out of the hole that you're hiding in. When you come out of the hole, I hope you survive and you swim to the surface. I hope when you come out of the hole, you realize you need God. I hope when you and I come out of that hole, that hiding place, we'll realize, oh, I've got the only hiding place I have is in Christ. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. That's the hiding place you want. Oh, you want an extramarital affair? That's a hiding place for you. You're living in a lie. Oh, you want drugs and alcohol as a way of life for you? That's a lie. Don't smoke marijuana. That's a lie. Don't quit. That's a lie. Don't live in unbelief. That's a lie. Don't steal money. That's a lie. Don't lie to yourself. That's a lie. That's all. Why? Why? Because 
Truth is a lot better than a lie. It's a lot better. It's a lot better. With all of our hearts, let's seek it. Embrace it. Don't live in a lie. Oh, the refuge of lies. You take your refuge in lies, and you're going to lie down in sorrow. That's Isaiah chapter 50, verse 11. If we do take a refuge in lies, we'll lie down in sorrow. So our, our world, our world, let me close with one more little piece here, just a, three minutes Somebody said, I think it was Timothy Keller, lived in an apartment in New York. He said, I turn right, and there's a Muslim family in the apartment next to me. And we get to know each other, and they know I'm a Christian, or his, my, his wife is a Christian, and they say, oh, Christians are too, too lax, too immoral. Christians are too, they're not serious enough. Christians are like that. Then he goes to the left out of his apartment door, and there's secularists or atheists there, and they say, Christianity is too hard. It's too strict. It's too hard. You narrow your life by being a Christian. Isn't that interesting thought? You go to the left, you have the Muslims who say, you're too soft. You go to the, go to the right, you get, or, or however it goes. <laughs> and you go, you're, too, you're too hard, way too hard. What's the truth? You have to find it on your own. When I say the things that I say about my life, how I want to live my life, I have found them by walking with Jesus. And it goes down pleasantly. I delight in it. I have a lot of liberty, but I'm also very serious about it. I, ha- I have a lot of liberty and grace, and I understand it, but I don't sin by God's grace. I do, but I, you understand me. We're not to sin. We're not to live in sin. We're not to live in sin. We're not to find a refuge in lies. We're not to live in sin. But I have, I, we have found Jesus and it's because of Jesus that we are free from our sin. It's because of Jesus that we have found a new way of life. That's the thing that the Muslim doesn't understand. That we are serious and our holiness is internal. And in our mind and in our heart. And it's the thing the secularist doesn't understand. That it is our liberty. It's our joy to walk with Jesus. We love it. It's our life. It's our new way. It's the reality of God in your life. Learn, learn it. Enjoy it. Find it. Know it. Embrace it. Live with it. And have no refuge in lies. Amen. Amen.